Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, dear listener. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle here. Thank you so much for downloading our podcast. Before we get to the fun, we really want to thank our sponsors who make this show possible. First cab off the rank. They're not a cab company. It's summerswastesolutions.com. They are your one-stop shop. If you've got a big office block or you've got a tiny little shop and you've got, you want waste sorted out, go to summerswastesolutions.com. They'll save you money and make your company greener. Gregorian Emerson Family Law Solicitors also sponsoring us this month. They are fantastic they will take a lot of the pressure out of the hard times that are you know involved in getting divorced they want to make sure they find a really smooth solution for both you and your ex and your family gelaw.co.uk poseidon safety management keeping cornwall and devon safer they got patrol dogs they've got people walking around who are locals and who are really really nice and they do a lot for their local community at poseidon safe on twitter and poseidon safety on the facebook thank you so much to our sponsors if you've got a small company or a big company and you want to join us then please do send us an email to late night alternative at gmail.com here endeth the message here beginneth the show Twitter fan and if you follow me you'll sometimes see me retweeting things from Dr Kate Lister aka she's the Twitter feed whores of yore and she um, sort of talks about sex work through the ages and you know female representation in, in literature and stuff um, which sounds very worthy but it's actually a lot of cheeky fun <laughs> Little bit but she also writes some incredible articles and she did one this week about you know that song WAP that she wrote uh, an article about that this week that caught my eye but I've been thinking that since we've been doing this particular show we need to get her on um, and so I asked her the other day and she said yes I can't make it on that camera because I need to change a couple of settings okay. so we'll do that for next week but I can, I can make it work on this camera and I can I can in admit Kate and I can click that it's a very glamorous picture I want a glamorous picture hi Oh, hey. I want a glamorous no. picture like that on my thing. Catherine, after the show tonight, would you help me? Certainly will. Because I've got one of those jumpers where you can see Look, the Look, and shoulders. in real life, even more glamorous. Oh, I could never be that glamorous. It's so good to see you, Kate. How are you doing? Nice to see I'm good, I'm good. How are you two doing? 
Really well. I'm just sure. talking about your WAP article this week. But. Oh. Now, I've not read it. Talk to me. You've seen the hoo-ha, though, haven't you? A lot of pearls clutching. I've, well, I've, I've not really... There. So there's a song... So some singers have sung a, 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 some, uh, singers have sung a rude song about their genitals. Is that, is that it? That's yeah, literally in a nutshell. The, yeah. They sung yeah. about their nutshell. Wow, my God. Well, yeah, they're, they're nutshells. Um, specifically, they're, uh, they're wet-ass nutshells. Okay. <laughs> That's the alternative version. So it's, um, it's Cardi B and Megan the Trainer. And the Stallion, not Megan oh, Trainer. God, on earth am I talking about? Megan Trainer's. Um... Her name is no. No, 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 it's not. It's not. But Megan Trainer, she was the one that sung about um, bass. The bass, right? It's all about so, the bass. So she's, and she, she meant her quite, bottom. She, she meant her bottom. So she's quite saucy too. She yeah. is. I'm not. Yeah. That's it's the thinking. Yes. Yeah, so I'm glad you're here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Megan the Stallion and Cardi yeah. B. Uh, so they sang um, a song, and it's called WAP. I don't know how rude I can be on your program. Cat's looking at me as though I'm the. Thing. I'm up for saying it, well, but it's up to you. Well, the we, arbiter we, of rudeness. We, we are. We're trying to be. We're listed as family friendly. Right, let's keep the language fairly t- tasteful. Tasteful. Then. So what, what? But WAP stands for something, doesn't Wet-ass, it? Wet ass. Wet um, mm. d- vagina. Parts. Yes. Nutshell. <laughs> Wet ass and they're very shell. specific in this thing, and it's a very yes, sort of are. sexy video, and they're very specific about what they're after in a, a partner, let's say. Yeah, yeah, they they do lay it out quite graphically. If it don't hang, then it can't bang, for example. <laughs> Which is something I agree with. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's Completely. just it's kind of, and it's it's caused a kind of a real uh, ruckus among uh, because there's a lot of kind of. Uh, pearl clutching and then there's there's people I suppose raising genuine concerns about well is it alright if kids listen to it I suppose because mm-hmm. it is mainstream um, and yeah but there's been quite a hostile reaction to it especially in sort of American conservatives so there was um, a not a senator but a sort of um, a, a want to be senator I suppose uh, and she tweeted that they've set feminism back a hundred years with this awful video so there's been a lot of and I can't is it the video or the song well, that the main ferrari is around because surely someone someone singing about their own genitals and what they like having done to them is that not a empowering thing well this is what? the thing Ian you've kind of like got is it empowering or is it like horrendously offensive and that's right. kind of what the whole debate is about because there's some people saying, well, look, for years we've been saying that these kind of um, sort of like hip hop videos where women are gyrating in thongs and singing uh, and people men are singing obscenities. We've always said it's really offensive to women, but then when two women do it, is that suddenly empowering or is that offensive as well? Mm-hmm. So that's do, the kind of. Do we know? I guess one would have to look at the the genesis of the song. Did did the women write it? Did yes. the women the yes. women wrote it and, and made it? Okay. Yep. Did the women did women direct the video? I suppose these things are important, aren't, aren't I, well, they? That's, that's ultimately what it comes down to because that's the difference, isn't it? Is it's two women singing about the sex that they want to have and the partner that they want to have rather than men singing about the kind of woman they want to have sex with. So there is a power difference there. And it's you know like i don't think you want to go too far the other way and say it's like some kind of feminist anthem but i think it's really important because you don't hear songs like that very often where like women are just going right this is what i want let's do this and it's really explicit and it's funny as well it is i have been listening to a lot of pop music recently because my kids have got me into kiss not the rock group i'm into them already and that's that's (laughs) you talk about you talk about you know male men talking about god how many songs have they done about their private love gun you pull the trigger of my love gun and stuff like that um but so i have been hearing a lot of kind of modern music and it is still 
blokes saying she is fit, she's fine. I yeah. want to make love to her. I want to take her out. I want to have her. I, I want to have her. You know that kind of ma- ma- masculine control. And there aren't the, the, the female songs. This is a mass generalization. Tend to be about heartbreak or being mm. in love. And the male songs, again, mass generalization, are about mm. doing it. Yeah, so it's uh, to me, it's like I, I think they're offending all the right people for, for, yeah, for the start. They didn't I write agree. those songs for the conservative, you know, Midwest, <laughs> and also, um, you know, for someone who is against kind of um, reproductive rights to start telling women they're setting feminism back is a little bit rich, I think. It is, and it's, I think the, the part of it that I was interested in is this idea that oh, it's set feminism back a hundred years because then that raises the obvious question well what were women singing about a hundred years ago because like we might we might think that it was all you know like my old man said follow the van and you know and all that <laughs> kind of stuff but if, like, if you look at particularly uh, what black women were singing about in america and there's a really strong tradition of something that's, that was known as the dirty blues and this was um so this was kind of like it, it and it emerged at the same time blues music did, of course it did. And it's singing about sex and it's singing about drugs, it's singing about rock and roll. And it's really, it's really obscene. It'll be enough to kind of make you, yeah, it'll just, you'll, you'll look at WAP yeah. and go, well, that's I saw it. some of the lyrics in your article and it was like, it's not euphemism. They tell you exactly well, what they want I, and where they want you to put it. I, I've heard, I've not heard women singing this, but I remember when I was about 17, someone gave me a tape of men from like the 20s, yeah. I guess. And it's all songs like the Cocksuckers Ball and all of this yep. stuff where it is lit, it describes in great detail Absolutely. what they're going to do. But, but women were doing this as well. Women were, were doing this as well. Uh, you don't hear about them as much because the Dirty Blues was kind of very hushed up and, you know, which polite society didn't talk about that. Because like one of the um, the most well known, she was known as uh, Lucille Bogan, and she sort of started performing in the in the South in the twenties and thirties, and she sang a lot of sort of double entendre like saucy songs. She sang one called a uh, BD Women, and the BD stand for Bulldike, and it was about lesbians. Uh, but she sang one called Shave 'Em Dry, which uh, I think it was in nineteen thirty five, and Shave 'Em Dry is a, like a euphemism for like rough sex but without any of the, the emotion so it's like a dry shave like with none of the froth yeah. and um so I do, i'm just gonna go for it so you can sense me if this is a family show but the opening uh, lines to it are um i've got nipples on my titties as big as my thumb i've got something between my legs to make a dead man come <laughs> we managed to we're bleeping that <laughs> bleep that's right they won't have heard that so you know it's like you know people talking about this new thing like it's a, you know what a terrible way for young women to behave and, yep. and what they've done um, it's been going on for years women have got the right to be obscene too it's well, just they that they don't they, do it very often can I read a comment Yes. Yeah, just because I've just seen it. I just want to, and we're 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 finding. We'll talk to you maybe another time about the comments, or maybe we'll mention it tonight because it is actually relevant. Someone has just messaged here. Yes, the Dirty Blues was great, but it wasn't the same as Cardi. The women who sang the Dirty Blues didn't tend to be slim and young, etc. They weren't commodified in the same way. Well, that to me says two different things. That's the commodification. Music was differently commodified then anyway. Mm. But also implying that the slim and young thing is though... I don't see what the it, relevance I think of it, that it is. It takes the edge off for people if the women are not attracted to them. To so, them. Yeah, so I don't know. Is it like burlesque? It's not. It's kind of stripping for cowards? Is that what they're sort of saying? Awesome. I, I I would I think I'd dispute that I think I'd like a blues singer like Bessie Smith was absolutely sexy as hell amazing and one of her songs was um, exactly. the Empty Bed Blues yeah. and she did she wasn't as explicit as Bogan but one of the lyrics in that is uh, don't worry it's it's not horrendous but it's um, 
He, your, he, your your levels of horrendous are very very different to us. I know, I know. It's it's. But she talks about like um, he boiled my cabbage. Um, he overflowed the pot. Um, when he put in his bacon, it got really hot. And that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's genius. Yeah. Isn't that good? But like she's and that that at the time was really scandalous as well. But she was sexy. And there's other um, blues singers like Ethel Waters. She was a beautiful sexy yeah. woman, and uh, she sung Handyman. And it had whole lyrics like, um, he, he churns my butter, he creams my corn, he's my handyman, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, but, the difference but, is, Skinny wasn't sexy then, really, this, was but, it? It just showed that you, you, this person you might not is, be very well. This person is doubling down. I'm assuming it's a man. It is relevant because Cardi and Mega for Bring the it. male gaze. But that's your definition of, of what sexy is. You know, that's your definition of sexy. I, one of my favourite singers, who I think is an amazing voice and I think was an incredibly sexy woman, is Mama Cass. Now, that... She would probably, I'm assuming, Skylarking, not be considered sexy by your standards. I think she's one of the hottest women I've ever seen. Oh, my God, if she were to sing to me, I'd... Oh. So th- th- it's that yeah. definition, that kind of annoys it me, is. that definition of, well, yeah, but those those women weren't but sexy you, back then. You also mustn't make the mistake of thinking because you find their attract- them attractive that it's for you. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah, all right, you, you, you're turned on by that. You think she's really fit, but that doesn't mean it's a performance for you. She's no. allowed to enjoy that on her own terms. I promise that women all around the world have watched that video and gone, God damn. Do we, like maybe it's not so, like you mustn't and the idea that oh like that they're kind of inhabiting or intruding on male sexuality that starts from the premise that sex and eroticism belongs to men yeah Thank and you. that women kind of interlope into it and yeah. the thing is like you, you don't want to generalize but women like dirty sex they like naughty songs they like singing about cabbage and bacon and all kinds of jitterine um, not everybody but we have to get away from this idea that if a woman is raunchy and erotic and does something sexy and it turns a man on that then it's for him yeah and but she's only saying things to please you or to titillate you yeah, it gives it, it yes and then it then it is valid because men are yeah. enjoying it we yeah. mentioned we mentioned the twitch chat skylarking is is saying i'm a black woman i'm not sure i'm not sure because yeah. your account was set up seven minutes ago i'm not totally sure <laughs> and i want to talk a little bit about the twitch because we've just been on twitch this is like week five right and one of the things that we've really noticed and that has really opened my eyes is uh the abuse that Catherine gets because she hasn't got a penis um and it's in, it's you forget insane. to bring it with you to work <laughs> it's i got some spare ones upstairs and she just went <laughs> it's insane and obviously I, saw, I saw a bit of it i saw a bit of it on the radio but i'm sat here and i'm seeing all of these comments and if if if, if she if well you explain it you explain it what seems to happen is if i displease them they or if ian displeases them in fact yeah They'll tell us they're leaving, and bef- as they slam the door, they'll say, and she's crap, or and she's fat, or and she's thick. That's another one they've given me. You're, you're thick. There was, you had some biscuits the other day. Are you sure you want to be eating those, yeah. Catherine? No, just me. He had a full packet of Oreos. He gave me one. Are you sure you want to eat that, Catherine? And it's, 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 it's someone, someone, maybe. But French. if I pull them up on it, it's my sense of humour failure. Yeah. Someone said tw- Twitch is like Twitter on speed, and it's this real Ooh. magnified. In a heightened um, sense of entitlement and attack, I get, I'm getting an, I'm getting attacked as well. But it, the main focus is on Catherine, and it's on her looks, and it's on her perceived lack of education. Doesn't matter; she's got you know degrees coming out of her I've ears. I've got and, a couple. Yeah, and more, you know, is better trained than me. It's it's weird, and I just wonder. Obviously, you're online. I know a lot. that they they don't know anything about me, and I'm not a real person to them. And they uh, they it's that thing of. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of being a 15 year old girl and boys that didn't know how to talk to you, right? So if they can't kiss you, they kick you. It's that thing of oh, you know, she's a square. 
they didn't know what to say to me so that they'd have a go at me like about wearing the wrong trainers or whatever. But it was just, it's just p- pigtail pulling. But this is, I'm going to say 30, 20, 30, 40 year old men. Oh, what are you doing, chaps? That's just, what would your mothers say? That's just, um, no, I get I get that a lot. I'm, I don't do Twitch, but I do Twitter and my inbox is a state to behold. Really? <laughs> That's why oh my DMs my are closed. God. Yeah. I keep my DMs open because a lot of the stuff that I tweet is potentially very sensitive and I like people to be able to get hold of me pretty quick if I've done something wrong. Or, yeah. but, um, and a lot of people send me really nice messages. But a downside to that is there's a lot of literal willy-waving. There's, oh, there's so many penises in my inbox yeah whatever happened to flowers or like you know romantic music a lot of bacon in your cooking pot oh there's so much bacon in my cooking (laughs) pot but i didn't (laughs) want it there (laughs) but also what do they think is going to happen you're going to go now that's one i'd I'd love to know the psychology behind the unsolicited dick pic like what what did you think was going to happen that i was going to respond to that and go oh my god that's so nice of you i want that one tonight. I want that one that one day we'll be there talking at our wedding feast about how we got together <laughs> but also I mean, you're a woman who you know sees you know penises and vaginas every single day at work it's like kind of I don't know being a dentist and someone sending you a picture of the molars really that one I've seen better you know it's, it's, you know um, and I, I'm a historian so like leave it a hundred years or <laughs> then so, I'll be interested right? and then I'll be interested <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. People are asking, just give me your Twitter um, handle again. Is it just Halls of Yore? It is, yes. Right, because people in the, the chat are asking. So you're either either going to get some new pics yep. or you might get some decent followers. So that's, I've just, there we go. That's uh, Halls of Yore is the, the Twitter. It feed is. Um, Twitter have got me on a shadow ban at the moment, so I might not be that easy to find. But hopefully you'll be able to, to, to turn it up somewhere. What yeah. does that mean, shadow ban? Um, it's, it's, well, they've, they've sort of said absolutely categorically that they don't. And then they have now admitted that some accounts that they will limit how they show up in search options right. and i think it's because it deals with quite um adult themes they just they don't make it super easy to find but 
There we go. There we go. Um, I've enjoyed your book that you wrote. Oh, thank you. Um, how's that going? I mean, was that was that a limited edition or is that still no, available? No, what happened was it came out and everyone went, yay! And then coronavirus and lockdown and everyone, oh, no. <laughs> so it was, and it, it got released in America and there were all these favourable reviews and then I emailed the publisher to go, this is brilliant, is it selling? And they went, no. No, oh. because it's all in a warehouse in Basildon and we can't get it out oh, because there's like no. this one guy left in there frantically like licking envelopes and trying to post things. <laughs> oh. I mean, but actually it's a great lockdown companion for a lot of people, especially if they're not, you know, if they're on their own. A Curious <laughs> History of Sex, it's called. And it's, um, you know, it's a serious, um, it's a serious tome on the history of uh, representation of sex well, work, etc. But also a flipping good laugh. You need to write a new chapter because, of course, there's the new sex Guidelines and some of the conspiracy theorists, the people who think that COVID nineteen is five G or is a hoax. Mm. I got I got into an argument that I was on a TV show saying wear masks, and um, someone replied going, "It's all a conspiracy. You don't know anything." Um, wearing your muzzle, they even they even want to control the sex. Now that was the phrase. They even want to control the sex, meaning the guidelines, which yeah. do look funny, not face know? to face, not face to face. Wear a mask, you know. Don't have you seen these? Oh yeah, I've seen it. And what I'll say to that is, they've always wanted to control sex. Mm-hmm. They've always wanted to control sex in one way or another. Um, but I suppose it's kind of like we've gone from lockdown, where it was just don't go out ever unless you have to eat, but then not for very long. And then it's kind of like the gradual lockdown. It's all these kind of like little rules and bits that are coming up so now people are going well i can stand in a garden center but as long as i've got six people but i can't meet my boss at home and it gets really confusing yeah. and set someone was going to have to deal with sex at some point is just how are you going to have sex and not catch coronavirus so they've kind of come up with i, I don't know but like one of the, the suggestions is you sort of do it so you're not face to face great lovely that's, i'm up for that's, that that sounds good <laughs> I'm up wear for a, masks as well, to be honest. Wear, wear a condom, wear a mask. We, there have been masks available for people to buy to wear during sex for hundreds of years. Who just, knew that they were just taking extra precautions <laughs> with the sanitary lives? But I, I also heard that you can do it exactly how you want as long as you go for an eye test to Barnard Castle afterwards. <laughs> That's Yes, I, I have heard that one too. Yes, I'm just testing out my eyesight. <laughs> So what are you doing? What are you doing at the moment? Are you are you working? Are you? Yeah, so I'm a, a university lecturer, and we are we are working from home, which is a nice way of saying absolute panic and bedlam. Which is that any teacher or educator is is going through at the moment of trying to work out what on earth teaching is going to look like mm. for this. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows yet, but it'll be okay. So I'm doing that, and I'm just finishing off another book on the history of sex work for Thames and Hudson. So that's. Yeah, that's a, it's not as funny as Curious History of Sex. It's a bit more of a serious one, but that's it's yeah. good. they have like loads of really nice illustrations and things with it. So. I love the fact that through the um, a Curious History of Sex, you managed to sort of reach out to sex workers in your local area. You gave some money to them through the, the proceeds, didn't you? Yeah, it's Although amazing. not quite the way that you thought. You had a big oh. check and you thought I had to show them. Yeah. Yeah, I had, did you have a big check one of those big giant checks I wanted I had this whole big thing planned that it's a group called basis and they've been going for over 30 years they're kind of set up in the wake of the Peter Sutcliffe attacks to support and help women in sex work and I had this idea that I was going to go in with a big check and do that the whole big cheesy like oh my god big check coronavirus no so I, in the end I had to like they stood on the other end of the street <laughs> with them like looking out of the window and kind of waving and I had this like homemade sign and it was yeah but it was it felt really good though to be able to do that because they've done amazing work all throughout the lockdown because people didn't think about 
that bit, you know, like if, if, especially for street sex workers, well, it was all very well with saying if you filed tax returns, then you could absolutely claim, you know, and it's so a lot of people were just plunged into absolutely no money whatsoever. So yeah. basis were putting together food parcels and medicine and emergency deliveries and people going out every day to make this, these drops and stuff. I would also imagine I would imagine a lot of sex workers stopped. But I would also imagine a lot of sex workers didn't stop, yeah. and so their lives became even riskier. Even even, even riskier. They're yeah. more open to, to. It's it's it did happen, but the vast majority of uh, women that that basis work with they didn't because they they want to do what's right and they want to protect their families. And I was doing the deliveries for them, and one of the women that got in contact with us, and she hadn't eaten properly for several days. She just ran mm. out of everything because. But eventually, if people have got no money. If they've got nothing, they have to eat. So they will, you know, put themselves in more danger. Of course, the, the, the lazy narrative is, well, they're all, they're all junkies and mm. they're all doing it to feed their drug habit. Okay, well, then maybe some of them are. But, but there, there are a huge number that are doing it because they've got kids and they have no other way of putting food on their table and buying shoes and clothes for and their for kids. And for some of them, it's less exploitative than working in, I don't know, a coffee shop. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, yeah. it, they're working it, under I their mean, own steam. It's a very, very complex experience. So you do get um, sex workers that work um, on the streets and they're fin- funding drug habits and, and those things. But then you also get independent workers or brothel workers or male sex workers, dominatrix, phone operators. Or It's a huge, big, broad spectrum. You know, if you've ever watched porn, I won't ask anyone to admit anything, but you've used the services of a sex worker. Yeah. So you know, and also you, some some people that really enjoy it. You know, no, there's yeah. well, there's there is there is that. I don't know what the percentage would be, but the, you're right. It covers yeah. every possible reason does. for doing yeah. it. And it's some the, people love their jobs, and some people don't. It's that lazy narrative of it's a bunch of junkies, and yeah. which is which. You know, I have a lot. No, of, but that's that's a really old-fashioned approach to it. You know, there were women in the Victorian times going out to save these women. Mm. You know, um, under under the assumption that you know they were going to go saving, to hell yeah. and. And yeah. they were in abject, sometimes they were living a, a lot better than they would have if they'd have done an honest day's work. You know? that's, it's very true when you look at that. I mean, it was an absolutely, if you look at Victorian England, life in a slum, it was absolutely brutal. And I'm not saying for one second that going and selling sex for a jar of gin or whatever was, it was a brilliant option. But when you look at the, the inst- around it, it probably was the best option available, mm. actually, because they could make some money. So it's no wonder so many people turn to it. Yeah. Why, why sex? Okay. What what was what was the point in your life? And you went, I want to, I want to hone in on this and, and really, you know, dig into this. Was there a moment? Do you know, it wasn't like an epiphany moment of like a blinding light on the road to Damascus. I th- I've just always been quite interested in it from a historical point of view, but because it's um it's something that we've all it's a sort of a universal human experience pretty much, um and it's something that you've got in common with Henry VIII or with. Mother Teresa, or which I mean, like we know what it's like to fancy somebody, and we know what it's like to feel that Did Henry VIII fancy Mother Teresa? Is that yeah, what well, he that? would have, have had a go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put it past him. He <laughs> was a scallywag. <laughs> but it's, it's it's that sex and death we don't talk about. We talk about sex a little bit more than death, mm. but but not much more. And we we don't, apart from the mechanics, you know, yep. we don't. We're not discuss. good at talking about it. No, and it's no, which is why a lot of kids these days are watching porn Aye, and thinking that's it, yeah. and it's it's not representative, is Aye, it? Yeah, yeah, and when but... people lose their minds watching WAP, for example, yeah. like, but that the problem is, is we're not talking about it, but porn's everywhere. Mm. So you've got a generation of kids that are learning about sex from porn, and if you know, like the, the kind of porn that I had when I was growing up, it was in magazines. You'd probably find a porn mag in a bush. In somewhere. a bush. Do you remember those? The hedge porn. 
was the just best, piled. The Those palm bushes don't flower anymore, do they? Oh, the best find when I was a 14-year-old. But my That's, daughter was um, nine when she had her first experience of someone showing her on their phone, another mm. kid, you know, and this is... Yep. It only takes one kid in the class to get a picture and then everyone sees it. And that's it. it. And that's it. So you've got to have the conversation because if you grow up thinking porn is what normal sex is like, that's just a disaster. I don't think there's anything wrong with porn, but you have to educate people around it. Again, the porn, and I'm going to tread carefully, but it is... um, Obviously, you know, you're right. You would get a magazine and you'd see a lady with her legs open. You know, that was that was kind of it in the 80s. Um, but now kids can carry around in their pocket mm. the most explicit really, yeah. anything. But also it's very uh, violent, the porn now. There's a lot of the, the, the choke seems yes. to be the main, which is, hey, listen, if that's what you're into, absolutely great. I haven't got a problem. But that seems to be the default. Well, it's not niche anymore, is it? No, it's the default yeah. thing. Important Is that, or me and Kath joke about this a lot. But oh my god! This step, the step family, the step thing. family <laughs> stuff, man. What incest for cowards? What is that? No, no, but there's loads of that in Victorian pornography as well. Really? Like, like loads and loads of that. There's wow! A Victorian magazine, a pornographic magazine, was called The Pearl. Um, and if you Google Victorian erotic magazine The Pearl, I think that um, Wiki Books or someone they put all of it online, so you can have a look at all of it. And oh. it is really really explicit stuff but it's brilliant because it's kind of written like jane austen it's written in that 19th century victorian way but Mm -hmm. it's talking like really in-depth horrendous things they do to one another but yeah they were big on the incest erotica as well wow i worry you know we've our kids are of a similar age and it is completely different for girls as it is for for boys but I, i i worry my boys are 10 and 8 10 year old's got a mobile phone and we check his phone at the moment so we know that on his phone, he's certainly not seen anything um, yet, but it terrifies me. It terrifies me they're going to see this mm. and I am going to have to contextualise it and explain it and, and try and bring in, you know, a significant amount of balance because uh, my bringing up around sex and stuff wasn't great. It was got very confusing messages from my dad and, and people that I was in the company of and it's taken me 30-odd years to kind of sort of realise, oh, okay, this is what I am and this is what is, is fair to me and other people and this is what is not fair and boundaries. Um, and and I, just, I just worry about my kids and your kids mm. and, and how we're going to deal with that. Is, I think that so can we get, can we hand them over to you? Can you yeah, we'll give, take, take give them a copy of your book. <laughs> um, I, I think that it's it's about facilitating the discussion because yeah. whenever the government tries to get involved in this, generally what they try and do is is repress and mm. abolish it. For 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 like several years, they were trying to bring in something called the Digital Economy Act that would basically mean that if you were going to access anything of an adult nature on the internet, you'd need to put in your credit card details. Yeah, yeah. and then kind of everybody went what. That's ju- what. And it well, just I mean, work. I mean, not not a problem for me, obviously. But for but, the guy next door. But, but but it would it would be a problem for you if you wanted to like look at my website, for yeah. example, because that's yeah. that's adult content. And why should you have to if you want to look at porn you, as a consenting adult? Why should you have to put in your credit card details? Yeah, it adds who's that element of shame to it, that? doesn't it? Yeah, you know, right. and so it was all and, and and kids, you know, if you know children, my God, like my niece and my nephew, they can do things on phone, like they could like just you know hackers and encryptions. They're not going to be put off by credit card details, for God's yeah. sake. Just uh, so it was, it was abandoned in the end because it didn't work. But what we need to do is explain. You need to be saying to kids, that's not real sex. You can't learn about real sex from porn any more than you can learn about office Christmas parties from watching Die Hard. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's pretend sex 
Yeah. The people in there aren't having sex like that either. Like if you if you panned out, you'd see several guys with like boom mics yeah. and, and stood around having a sandwich and a cup of tea. <laughs> and like you don't see like all the bit beforehand where even the choke stuff, that, that's all pre-agreed. Mm. That's all consent. Yeah. You don't see that. Like there's, there's limits that are set up, safe words are in place. They know exactly what's going to happen. That's how porn should be done anyway. But you don't see any of that. So you, you just, if, you, if that's all you see and you think that's what, sex is that's the problem so we, yeah. we we're gonna have to kind of be a bit franker than we want to be because it's an uncomfortable conversation for yeah. us yeah, too but isn't the it? thing is if it doesn't come from us it's going to come from some other kid who's that's got no thing. clue is it's, it'll come from porn if you don't jump in there and yeah. have that conversation yeah, um, yeah. I, and i'm prepared to have that conversation i'm i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm ready for it well, i don't want to have it but i know i will i know that my kids at some point is going to see this stuff i know at some point my kids are probably going to take drugs i know i know all of this and it's and then you get parents though. that don't want it taught, don't you know, don't oh. want sex education taught in school because it'll make kids gay. We're going to make kids gay. Yeah. You know, it's all of that stuff, and it's just if you, uh, it's a very strange time. You know, I sometimes think that we've come so far, and actually, I don't know how far we have come in a lot of ways. Some ways we're going backwards as well. I think with people like Trump and Johnson. Anyway, 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 whores of your at whores of your on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's um, me. The book, A Curious History of Sex. Yep. When is the new book coming out? Do we have a date yet? Um, hopefully later, very end of this year or the beginning of next year. And it doesn't have a title yet because we can't agree on one. <laughs> so I might, I might like, like throw it out to the public and then I'll have to call it something like Sexy McSexface. <laughs> Come on, you're welcome on any time, Katie. So, good so to lovely see you. to talk oh, thank to you. you. It was lovely to speak to you. You're both marvellous. Stay thank safe. You. Keep that bacon out of your cabbage pot. Or your wap. You might want it in there. You might want it in You might want none of my pot. business. I, I'm a man. I'm telling you what to do with your pot. It's my cabbage pot. <laughs> <laughs> See you later on. Take care. Thanks, Katie. guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Um, She's awesome, isn't she? She's brilliant. It was a little bit. It was a little bit blue, but in a mature way, guys. Well, of course it was. But she's an academic. Um, she's um, she's brilliant. Well done. That book is hilarious. Listening to a rabbit hole production. Boing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.